You're listening to the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast, a show dedicated to breaking down elite sports performance and fitness. My name is Anthony Mercurio, and I've worked with thousands of athletes over the last 15 years of strength and conditioning. And if you're looking for ways to improve your speed, jumping ability, or just overall athleticism, then this is the show for you. Let's get after it. back to another episode of the Anthony Mercurio Performance Podcast. I think we're up to episode 13 now. I was about to say 11, but then I looked at my chart here and it says 13. So today we're going to talk about practice. Practice? We talk about practice? Not even a game? Practice? Right? Maybe you get the reference, maybe you don't, but that's Alan Iverson at an interview talking about why he doesn't go to practice or perform at practice or anything like that and how it's just important to play games. So in some ways, after seeing some practices and hearing athletes talk about practice, I kind of agree with Alan Iverson. So I had a conversation with one of my soccer athletes who was going to play at a high level in college next year, and she's talking about her club practices. So in this situation, she talks about how practice isn't getting her better. Practice isn't getting her in better shape. It's not making her a better soccer player. And if anything, it's just increasing the risk of injury because a lot of the athletes were getting injured at practice. So what's happening at practice that is not practice anymore? If we do a simple Google search on the definition of practice, a verb comes up that says perform an activity or exercise or skill repeatedly or regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency. So if the goal of practice is to improve or maintain your proficiency at a skill or a game like soccer, and that's not happening, then what is the purpose of practice? And what is happening at practice that is leaving these athletes disengaged, getting worse, and feeling worse about it? I've also had recent conversations with college athletes who are doing strength and conditioning, who are feeling slower, not jumping as high, having less confidence, and I, I kind of continue to, to go back to this, like, so what are we doing in these situations that our athletes are actually not feeling like they're getting better, but worse, and that practice is a waste of time? And I think what, what's really happening in a lot of these situations, we'll, we'll talk about strength and conditioning first, and then we'll come back around to practice. And I think in strength and conditioning, a lot of folks fall into this trap of things that our mentors or people who've been in the game for a long time are saying are the best ways to do these things. And a lot of folks will stick to power cleans or rear foot elevated split squats and, and or maybe you're a conjugate west side barbell strength powerlifting type thing. So you're doing, you know, these sorts of things. So depending on wherever you've gotten your your education or your methodologies from, you kind of stay inside of that box and you don't branch out. And sometimes it can be to the detriment of your athletes, especially if you are so narrow minded and not looking outward to see that the athletes aren't getting better and that the only way to get better is to do these certain things, which isn't the truth. Because what we're finding is that athletes respond to a lot of different things. And especially if they're not having fun or not buying into the system, then there's going to be a lot of problems later on because you're not, you're going to get athletes who aren't performing at their best because they don't like what they're doing and they find it boring or monotonous. And training sometimes can be, but it's our job as strength coaches or sport coaches to find that balance between what's fun and to get them engaged and to be able to have a high level of intensity 
in that process. And I think this is where, you know, even doing something as simple as warming up. I've watched, you know, high school soccer players perform their team warm up. And when I say that's maybe 50% effort at best, then those athletes aren't getting warmed up. They do the same warm up for an entire season, right? We're talking three months, four months every day for whether it's a practice or a game and something like that. And I had a conversation with one of my athletes when I used to coach football in, in New York City, we had a different warm up every day. And he's like, well, that's dumb. Well, why was it dumb? You know what it did? It woke my athletes up because they never knew what was happening. So they had to be engaged. They had to do stuff. Plus, we made it fun and interesting. Not every day was the same. It wasn't so monotonous where they you know, had to do something. Yes, we had a game day warm up to have routine and know that part of the process. But the days were different. You know, if we were having a more intense practice, we were having a more intense warm up. If we weren't having an intense practice, we didn't have an intense warm up. So I think there's a lot of different things that can go into just the structure of your practice time that can allow athletes to stay engaged and stay interested in doing certain things. In addition, we know that repetition can be the enemy in terms of getting better. You know, if we're still doing the same things after a certain period of time, we're no longer getting better or getting warmed up for those because our body responds to that stimulus. In order to get better, faster, you know, maybe better at soccer, we need to challenge these athletes more. So if I have a soccer team, a club high school soccer team, where my entire team is going to play Division I soccer, they don't need rudimentary soccer drills anymore. They've done that. If I'm working with high-level athletes, you know, in the weight room, they don't need to jump and stick the landing because they're past that. They don't need to regress if the movement, and if the movements we are doing are such a regression from what they're doing on their day-to-day or what they're capable of, then how are they getting better? They're not. You have to challenge athletes above what they're currently doing or currently capable of in order for them to get better. So if I'm not challenging them, you know, whether that's making them, you know, in the weight room do more heavier weights with different movements that challenge their coordination, mobility, or just like mental fortitude, like we've been doing a lot of different kind of speed stuff to get athletes outside of this, you know, rigidity that they find on every day and move more fluidly rolling, somersaults, jumping over odd objects, trying to catch and do things differently with their body that they're not used to, doing cartwheels into sprints, doing things that they're not used to so then they can adapt, right? Because they're so used to, you know, starting from a line. They're so used to changing direction this certain way. They're so used to, you know, doing this. I put a, I put a box in front of some athletes yesterday and told them to run and go over it and they didn't know how to do it. They asked, how do I get over it? I said, I don't know. Do whatever your body's going to do when you get near the box. Whether that's run with a high knee or maybe jump a little bit or do whatever to get yourself over the box, but figure it out. Right? I think we've removed this figure it out aspect from athletes by giving them so much structure and so much rigidity that it actually makes them worse because they're scared to make you know, these decisions because out of fear of... Um, doing things wrong or not performing at their best. So they stay like mediocre just to perform things in a way that you want them to be performed versus taking risks and challenging themselves to do certain things. And I can attest to this from playing college football. We had to do things so specific to a a specific play or a specific layout or style or structure that if you made one mistake, you got pulled for the next guy who would do it the, the way that the coach wanted to do it. So that's not a really great way to play because you're you're never going 100% because you're always second guessing yourself. And I think a lot of athletes are doing this, you know, on the field as well. Like I have athletes who ha- have a lack of confidence, who are 
extremely talented athletes, but their lack of confidence removes their ability to kind of do the thing that they're, they want to do at a hundred percent because they are scared of being reprimanded or being pulled or whatever that might be. So we're, we're eliminating that ability for athletes to be free to do their thing. And that's in practice, it, all of these things kind of build in. So if this is the only way to do things, and this is how we structure our practices that are so specific that they have to be this way and practice has to be so regimented and there's not a lot of fun happening. There's not a lot of deviation, deviation from, you know, just like really rigidity. So we used to play games, right? So we used to, in, in camp at football, we used to play, you know, these challenges and get kids hyped up and have fun competitions and just do things that were fun that didn't have anything to do with quote unquote football, but they had something to do with competition. They had something to do with you know, fighting and, and being able to fight and, and compete and have fun in the process without making, you know, it's okay if you make mistakes. It's okay if you're not going to do it exactly as it's on the board or whatever, as long as you're doing it 100 miles an hour and having fun in the process. So my challenge to you is to have more fun, get outside of your box, build confidence, have fun, and do things that are harder or more difficult than you're currently doing. And don't just go through the motions, right? So a lot of us are doing too many things that we can't even go hard. So take a look at those things and do I have to go to practice? Is practice making me better? If practice isn't making me better, then what can I do to make myself better? And what can I find myself, what positions can I put myself in to make myself better and have fun and do that? Otherwise, we're gonna get stuck in this, this kind of wheel of just mediocrity. And we're gonna keep cycling through and have trouble getting outside of there and actually continuing to get better and grow as athletes. That's it. Until next time, right? We would love, I would love some reviews, some feedback, and even some content, right? So there's every week we, we sit down and try to talk about something. And it's, you know, I get it from conversations that I have with athletes, but I would love to hear what you think. And if you're enjoying the, the podcast and the episodes, love to hear that too. And if you have any ideas for something to talk about in the future, Hit me up. You can follow me on Instagram at A Mercurio M U C U R I O. Till next time. Later.